Welcome to Fresh Off the Plane with Hannah Smith. Let's get fresh. Californians are self-obsessed. We tend to stay in our state and proudly share how little knowledge we have of the other states, especially those that aren't on the west or east coast. We have standards, okay? It's ironic how Californians love to travel and fill their Instagram with sepia photos of Italy and Costa Rica, but Ohio, I don't know her. Daniel wanted us to fly to Cleveland, Ohio for our fall break to visit his good friend Drew and Drew's girlfriend Kelsey. An avid researcher, I should have been looking up best eats and most unique spots to see in Cleveland, but I shrugged my shoulders and assumed the bulk of our trip would be seeing Drew. Besides, when I told people I was going to Cleveland for my break, they either asked why or laughed. It didn't seem I had much to look into. It's all corn and football, right? Drew picked us up from the airport and we drove through an industrial area that seemed to be going through the process of gentrification. His house was on a cozy street that had orange leaves littering the ground and looked like a scene out of a Halloween movie. Not that it was creepy or scary, but it looked like that quintessential neighborhood in a slasher film where the houses are charming and the people are sweet and nothing bad has happened yet. That kind of place where such a thing could never happen. Should I be selling real estate in Cleveland? Because wow, that was a description that would get a sale. <laughs> Drew liked to rub in our faces how much the cost of his house and all the houses around were going for. It hurts when you realize how much Californians spend compared to other states, but we spend it because we need that cool California life. Yet the Cleveland life proved itself to be much cooler than I expected. Our first stop was Rising Star Coffee, which had everything you could want from a trendy local coffee spot. Artwork on the walls, people enjoying the sunshine at tables outside, beautifully packaged beans, and a damn good cappuccino. We then took bird scooters from Ohio City into Cleveland, which is a hell of a cheap thrill. It was a great way to see the city, but that's to say you're comfortable enough to even take your eyes off the road in front of you. Drew and Daniel were switching lanes and turning this way and that without batting an eye, but my hands were raw from clutching the handles, and I honestly think I pulled a muscle from clenching my legs with stress for two hours. Luckily, we stopped for a much-needed drink at Collision Bend, a Flats District brewery right on the river. Beer, cheese, nachos, and a rose cider made me forget the horrors of putting my life in the hands of a child's motorized toy. But sadly, Drew made us get back on them. We scootered past the Guardians of Traffic, two gorgeous statues that welcome you onto the Hope Memorial Bridge. These otherworldly statues are so well-known that in 2021, the Cleveland Indians baseball team announced it would change its name to the Cleveland Guardians. It was lovely to see, but the humidity and stress had taken their toll and I was ready to go home and shower for dinner. Dinner was at Parallax in the Tremont neighborhood and it was a classy but comfortable restaurant that serves Asian fusion and lets you bring your own wine. I had duck curry with bamboo risotto and Daniel had the Korean braised beef and we both about died of pleasure. So far, the food and drink scene in Cleveland was diverse and we were so ready to have more. We just needed someone to roll us in the right direction. Our unofficial tour guide, Drew, 
drove us to Edgewater Park the next morning, which is the best spot to get a picture with a Cleveland sign, and I wish we could have stayed for a picnic. It was a relaxing and massive park with bike trails and a beach area on the lake. I didn't think Cleveland would have such well-maintained parks, but according to Drew, they are all clean and there are 150 of them. No picnic for me, as we needed to drive on to the Holden Arboretum, which was about 30 minutes outside Cleveland. Drew had never been before, and he is now a member, so you can see it as a place that gets a hold on you. The Arboretum has 3,500 acres of garden, trails, natural art pieces, and even a canopy walk and tower that you can climb. It was my favorite place that we visited, and I could see myself coming here for runs or even just to read a book if I lived in the area. I honestly might move to Cleveland for this Arboretum. Nature is good for the soul, but food is good for the belly, and ours were grumbling, so we made our way to Westside Market. I was immediately conned by a man that wanted to sell me $30 of grapes, but I made it out with only $12 worth. We also bought pizza bread, gyros, Irish breakfast pies, and an assortment of Polish pierogies, the unofficial dish of Cleveland. These meat and potato filled dumplings are hearty and delicious, especially with a side of sour cream and hot sauce. Hot sauce if you are a Californian, Ohio, if you're from Ohio, then onions. If 20 pounds of potato and cheese isn't enough for you, then head to Little Italy and get some classic Italian fare. We went to Trattoria on the hill and we knew it was legit because of the mirrors on the wall. Drew said this was to make sure no one in the mafia could shoot you while you were eating. Luckily, we all stayed alive through our dining on crispy pizza and spicy penne. The cherry on top of this visit was to be attending the immersive Van Gogh exhibit that had come to town, but Cleveland loves a downpour and this particular storm flooded the exhibit and everyone was sent home. It was a bummer, but the drinks at Society Lounge, a speakeasy sort of bar, soothed our pain with cocktails that had names like Giggle Water. The water did indeed make me and Kelsey giggle. Our very last taste of Cleveland was the hot tourist spot, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It was interesting to look at clothing items and instruments from Lady Gaga, the Beatles, Fleetwood Mac, Elvis, etc. But the highlight for me was the garage band area, where you could sing karaoke with a live band. It felt like a garage band with rugs on the floor and blankets with set lists on the wall. I sang Zombie by the Cranberries and it was a dream come true for a girl who always wanted to be in a rock band. It was such a high and I only had an audience of maybe 15 people. Imagine a whole stadium. Our time was coming to an end and I found that I'd become quite attached to this Cleveland place. I could see myself walking these autumn dappled streets and getting ice cream at the local spot on the corner. I would eat pierogies and then go for a run at Edgewater Park to work it off. Midwestern nice meant I would keep getting compliments on all my outfits and no one would try to run me over while I was on the road with my scooter. But then I thought about an Ohio winter and these ideas dissolved away. I am now back in California and it's expensive and people are horrible drivers. We may deal with being on fire for half the year, but God damn it, it's home. And if I need it, there's always Cleveland. <laughs>